0: A Celtic state of mind. It's the big one. I'm Paul John Dykes, and I'm joined this evening by James McKenzie and Kevin McCluskey. And we're here on that big European night. It's Wednesday night, Celtic versus Lazio. Four years on since we've done a double header. James, all week you've been writing furiously about this game, talking about team predictions, talking about you know, big stars you need to step up tonight. How are you feeling after seeing that start eleven?
1: Well, it's probably, with everybody that's fit and available, the strongest team we could have named. I mentioned in the bulletin earlier on that I would have liked Cameron Cutter-Vickers to start, but the fact he's on the bench suggests that he's really not fit to start this game. I don't think we'll see an appearance from him either. I don't see Celtic really making many defensive substitutes unless we jump at some crazy lead heading to the latter stages. But I earmarked this game on my preview as... Probably the game in the group, who are most likely to take points. I don't think you're going to get Lazio in a worse state than we have got them right now. And if there's any chance to pick up points, and it would be now Atletico. I think that's them jumped up to four points with a win against Feyenoord and Madrid. So we could really stay in contention, jump level with Feyenoord if we can pull something out of the fire today.
0: Well, we've been speaking and hearing all about you know, Lazio coming into this game not being on the best of forms. The gaffer has been moaning and bemoaning moaning and everything else coming into this match, Kevin. But you know, you can't be led into a false sense of security. There is quality in this side. They showed it last season. It, it may well be that they're just not going to their stride. I know there's been quite a lot of incomings into the Lazio team. They're sitting sixteenth in the table, um, but we've got to concentrate on Celtic. We've got to concentrate on getting the points. Like James says, this is. If not the best, it's certainly one of the best opportunities for us to get points on the board in this this group.
2: It is, and um, tonight's got to be all about us. We can we'll give Lazio the respect that they're due. We'll talk about them, and as the show goes on, I'm sure because that's what we do. Um, I'll mention just now since we, we, we have got them. You know they are a quality team. They've got 27 million pounds worth of forwards that they signed in the summer sitting on the bench so that's the kind of team that we're up against um but we've got to focus on us haven't we like and james is right this is this is the game that we've got to be laying down the marker you've got to think that we can go and take the three points it's going to be really difficult there Uh, i know they've not started the season very well but they're still a strong team we give them a bit of respect but yes, 60,000 Celtic fans in at Celtic Park, under the lights, when you'll never walk alone goes on. That is a song that can break the strongest of opponents. And,
0: you know, tonight could just be one of those nights where you get the magic. Let's hope it is. Um, the starting 11, as you can see here, Hart, Johnson, Phillips, Scales and Taylor, McGregor, O'Reilly, Hatate, and Yang, Maida and Kyogo. As James was saying, Carter Vickers makes the bench alongside Bain, Morrison, Powell, Turnbull and O. Awata, Bernardo, Forrest, Ralston, and Mikey Johnson. You were talking about magic, and we've got a bit of Magic Johnston in there. Um, now, James, you you gave your predicted eleven. I've got to agree with your predicted eleven. I thought that Palmer had done enough to start this game. Um, again, he's been pretty bold with his starting lineup because against Feyenoord, Palmer started tonight. It's Yang. Didn't think Yang had the best of games against Motherwell, but Rogers has kept him in. What do you make of that?
1: I was surprised. I was, as you mentioned in my team predictions, I was very much expecting Luis Palmer to come into the game. I thought it was a quiet first half hour he had against Finer, but after that, I thought he would like one of the main sort of problem causers in the Celtic forward line when he was cutting and on his right foot. The Finer players were backing off him because they must have been told that he could really do something on that right foot. And I thought the Motherwell game was the game where he would stamp himself as. The player that will fill in in that position when Leila Bad isn't there. I mentioned it doesn't seem like Brendan Rodgers really knows who's starting right winger is. It seems like everybody's getting a fair crack. Even James Forrest had a start to try and nail down that position. Then it looks like Yang's got probably the biggest opportunity of all so far to really make an impression on this team. And we will want to see um being a bit less indecisive in the final third. He's, we mentioned on the bulletin that when he's on the ball, the first sort of stages of when he's running at the man. It all looks positive when he gets past the man. He's a bit like, right, we've done the hard part. What do I do now? He seems a bit indecisive. So if we can really gel into him to be a bit more clinical in the final third, that would be great. But it's a big game for him to prove himself. We mention all the time players sign for Celtic to play in games like this. We mentioned when Celtic are looking to sign players, we always use the lure of the Champions League as a way to get these young talents in because it's the best proven ground on the planet. For these young players to come in and really stake a name for themselves. Mm-hmm. And he could do that. a top performance. I don't know. I don't think he scored for Celtic yet. He got an assist away at Patadri. I know that. But what a time it would be to get his first goal in a Celtic shot. But we'll be looking for a good performance for him. And if not, you've got the likes of um, yeah, Palmer, you've got Forrest, you've got perhaps even Mikey Johnson waiting on the bench, all looking Whoa. to make
0: him. That was a. But you've just thrown that one right into <laughs> him. There. Kevin McCluskey is shaking his head well, uh, and no. <laughs> no Kevin we'll start off on the right uh, we will start off on the right wing because it is the maybe the surprising um introduction or selection uh, rather of Yang uh, so we're going to start with that I I tend to agree with James I think that there's, there's no doubt he's, he's got skills, he's got a, a great technique, he can take on his man. I felt, and I said this earlier on in the and I felt he was a bit spooked at Fur Park because the crowd, the Motherwell crowd that is, were getting on his back. And I don't know if he's used to that, uh, where he's coming from. But you can't forget the fact that this is a guy who was one of the best players, up-and-coming players in South Korea. He, he's obviously got a great technique, a technical player. Um, I just, I guess, I expected... For us to stick with Palmer because he made such a difference when he came in against Motherwell. Uh, what do you do, what do you make of James's assertion that Yang could uh, be one of the the big players for us tonight? Um, it's not I mean, sure. I think he could
2: He's
0: be. Not sure. He thinks Mickey
2: no, Johnson could be. No. right. well, I've, I've thrown myself for that when I was going to try and make a comeback with that with Mickey Johnson, but I'm not going to. Um, Yang. Ha, he, think he could be a player tonight. He's a player that can go either way, to be fair to him, because the games I've seen of him so far, he looks to be really direct when he's got the ball and he wants to take his man on, and this could maybe be the night when we need somebody like that, somebody someone that will just be prepared to take the ball and drive us up the field whenever he's got it. You've got doubts about his final ball at times because he hasn't really shown it so far, but you know he's got something about him that's made us go and spend a couple of million on him he's you know as he said was really highly regarded in south korea being one of the kind of young player of the year i think before we've signed him haven't haven't seen enough of him to say i've, I've ever been disappointed in But i've seen you know i think he's a player that's got something in him tonight is going to be a massive massive test for him to see what he can do but if he can come through this then you know you've got a player in your hands with them, um, with respect to Palma, I would probably have started him as well tonight. To be fair, I'm going to agree with both of you on that one. I thought he did enough when he came on at the weekend. Obviously, you know he scored what I described as that delicious goal to make it to make it one 0 He put us in front. Um, I really like what I've seen of him. Uh, I was really impressed with him actually against Firen. I don't he took a bit of stick for that game. Mm-hmm. But I liked what I saw. Um, I could, You could see that he wasn't really, either he wasn't fit enough or he wasn't up to speed with how we played yet. But every time he got the ball, he was, um, he was direct again. He was ambitious. He was wanting to take his man on and play that ball. The goal at the weekend it was him all over. He doesn't even look up. He knows exactly where he is in the park and he knows where the goal is. And that's vital when you get into that final third. So that's the thing that's missing from Yang's game is that he's not got that instinct in him yet that he knows his surroundings and he knows where to just deliver a ball. Palmer's got that. So maybe the idea is so when you get Yang on, let him run at their defence for a bit, it's the old one, tire them out. Mm. Palmer comes on and makes a
0: big impact in the final 20, 30 minutes. As long as well, they win, I don't really care who makes the impact or- though. This is a thing. And you know, I think um, had the starting 11 came out and Forrest's name was uh, on it, I wouldn't have been surprised at that. I think that Brennan Rogers is going to utilise uh, James Forrest yeah. this season. There's going to be games where he's I maybe looking would, at Palmer not, and Yang. Yeah, I would not have been surprised to, to
2: see yeah. And I would have been really happy to see Forrest, actually, in this kind of game because he's the experienced head.
0: Mm-hmm. He's
2: been there, he's done it before. Um, the last time and you know what you're getting for James Forrest.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now there was a comment earlier on. We were talking about uh, the threat that that we're going to be facing against Lazio tonight. It's easy to look at their league position, say they've not started well, seven goals, seven games, and go down that that route. But um, anything as as we all know can happen in a European night, and the type of team that they are, James. Now I think that one thing that really struck me at the weekend. <laughs> I'm now jumping from Lazio to Motherwell, but that that's Scottish football, right? Is mm-hmm. that Motherwell really just stepped off you know, um, and didn't play a high line against Celtic. I felt that our defence had loads of time on the ball. Uh, Motherwell allowed us to play it to a certain point and then started pressing. Um, Lazio don't play like that, James. We're not going to have that luxury tonight uh, because they do play a high press. Um, that That is what they do. Do you counter that by doing what we've done with Hatati against Feyenoord, like almost pin them back? Um, you know, attack is the best form of defence and all that, because that is something that we we will be expecting this evening from Lazio, even away from home.
1: Yeah, it was working as well, what you mentioned with Hatati. I thought as much as his game was very hit and miss against Feyenoord I felt he took a lot of the stick was a bit unnecessary, I think. Whenever Celtic looked like doing something through the middle of the park, it was all coming through him. But then on the mm-hmm. other side of the coin, he was giving away the ball in some key areas, which is always going to make you shut at your telly just a wee bit more when he's losing the ball in front of the defence rather than a bit further up the park. But I'd like to see Celtic all, um, sort of deputise something like that against that. So just showing no fear, really sort of pushing and pressing at them, just trying to play them at their own game. Because for so many years, Celtic in Europe, it's been a case of the mentality's not been there we've looked scared but we've looked to be standing off the opponents which could be another point that could benefit Yang and the fact that he's willing to take on a man he's really got a point to prove to try and stake down that place having someone playing with no fear could really benefit the Celtic team but I mentioned in the bulletin how much we've seen of the mentality this season it's looked like we've got a really strong and focused squad I mentioned the three key games I think I put it in a blog as well um, the Ibrox game Everybody had written Celtic off. No one expected anything from that game. And then everybody steps up and is counted for. Um, Livingston, you go down to 10 men. And then um, we completely dominate that second half, despite being a man down. And then the mentality to hang in there at the end at Motherwell, you, the heads could have easily dropped after conceding 95th minute equaliser. But they kept going and they got that winner. The mentality seems to be really strong and you need that for Europe where you could go an early goal down against a quality side like that, so it can cut you open like nothing. So just being a bit more focused against a team like this will be absolutely vital.
0: Yeah, I mean I'm going to bring in some of the comments obviously and we'll run through the team in a wee bit more detail, but they'll Coach is straight in and I think it does fill you with confidence to see Carter Vickers on the bench. Um, the starting lineup Uh, You know, with with Phillips starting tonight in the Champions League, we keep saying that. It's almost like a default setting. Every time we talk about Nat Phillips coming in as an emergency centre-back signing, we talk about his Champions League experience. So um, I'm not really expecting any issues in terms of being caught in the headlights and all that kind of stuff. Scales has been one of the best performers uh, of the season, in actual fact, and he's in there on merit. But I think I'd have been quite worried, Kevin, had Carl Vickers not made the bench because what you're then looking at is a scenario whereby Phillips has just come back from injury. Um if anybody pulls up or anyone's having a, a particularly bad game, you really didn't have the options other than a water. I know that we've 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 decided to to pull in one of our youngsters, but you don't want to throw somebody in. I know it's happened in the past, Kev, and people might look at some, you know, cite some of the examples. Uh, of youngsters being thrown in and doing the business but it's not ideal is what I'm trying to say
2: Well it really wouldn't be for this kind of game you know for every example that you give you know someone can throw back in your face on the one that worked or the one that didn't if you're going the other way but ideally you know you don't want to put a young player into this kind of game you want to bed them into domestic games easier games let's say um, so yeah, it's great to have Carter Vickers back I've no idea how fit he is I don't know if he could last 45 minutes if he was asked to I really hope he isn't asked to because I want to see uh, Phillips go go out and scales, go out and play a commanding game but it's great to see that he's coming back You know, even if he is 60%, 70% match fit just now, you know that he's on the road back so you know that in a couple of weeks time he will be back in the first team and that's that's a big lift for us but yet, looking at the back two, you've got... you've not. I mean, the only issue with Phillips just now is his lack of game time. Mm-hmm. But other than that, you'd look at him and go, he's just an uncompromising centre-back. He's not going to try and do anything foolish. He's just going to win the ball. He's going to get rid of it. He's going to defend and do a defender's job. So you've no issues with him coming in. He's he's one of those guys you'd be confident about tonight. And Scales is just... He's raised everyone's level of expectation on him over the last few weeks he's been you know as we spoke about at the weekend the guy that was sixth or seventh choice at the start of the season wouldn't have batted an island if he left the building in the summer and now he's a really crucial player for us isn't it? that's testament to him you know we talked about yang needing to take his chance scales is the example he's had one chance and he's absolutely grabbed it with both hands it's, it's now who
0: partners scales not his skills come into part partner somebody else You know that that is testament to the player um, but I'm going to ask you James how big a part do you think um, can be played by Brendan Rodgers in such a scenario when you've got a A chap who, as Kevin said, you know, it was almost as if we were paving his departure from the club. He had had that successful spell. I know you watched him for Aberdeen a a few times and you weren't that impressed by him, James, Um, on the wrong side of a sending off and a 6 1 drubbing against Hibs. But you you do tend to say, well, he's played the games um, on a domestic kind of level. But it was always that with a caveat of saying, but can he do it in Europe? Would you you be happy going into the big European games with Liam Scales at centre-half? If you ask Celtic fans at the beginning of the season, I'm pretty sure those who are not going to uh, be revisionists would say no, they wouldn't be confident. But we're going into this game tonight and we're not even speaking about Scales as being a weak link because his performances have definitely stepped up. He's spoken about it as well. And, you know, the player deserves loads of credit, but surely there's there's some kind of involvement in there from the man-manager, Brendan Rodgers, as well. Yeah, I don't know what Rodgers has said to
1: I know Scales has done some interviews with Celtic TV, which I'd probably have to take a closer look at them to see what words he has had to say about Brendan Rodgers. But I spoke about the mentality in that game at Ibrox. For him to go in there when no one's expecting anything of them, I don't know if that made the game easier or more difficult for him. But when the pressure was off, no pressure with playing with the ball at his feet, the emphasis is just on getting out of there. And he seemed to thrive on that. But even in games like when you would have a Dundee at home or something like that, he still looked good. His passing range on show was still very impressive, I thought. And in the game against Feyenoord, despite the red card, I don't think Lager was having that bad a game up until that eventual sending off. But I thought Scales probably looked the most composed out of the centre back pain. He looked like the £3 million signing that was signed to be a starting 11 player in the future. And mm. he's been like a new signing when Celtic probably needed a centre-back the most. He's looked like the emergency loan signing that's had to come in and show up the team. And I think when you're looking at the Celtic defence, I think if Celtic are going to lose tonight, it might be because of mistakes or individual errors. Firstly, because that's what cost Celtic and Europe time and time again. We've just gotten used to it. Even a player who's had the most consistent season could all of a sudden have an absolute disaster class in a European game. It's just what happens when Celtic play on a European game. But I think Phillips's lack of sharpness, match sharpness is worrying me a bit. I think there is a real margin for error there. As much as we've spoken about his Champions League experience, you don't keep a clean sheet against Real Madrid if you're not a half-decent centre-back. But if there is going to be a cause for concern in the team, it would be the potential for a mistake from the likes of your Joe Hart's and your Nat Phillips's.
0: The thing with Phillips, I think, it's just he's not in the groove yet, is he? You, you've seen that with his uh, his appearances so far. He's not quite had the the, the minutes that you would have liked. He comes in as an emergency and gets injured straight off the bat. Um, we'll, we'll go right back to Joe Hart then. Joe Hart, you know, forty six Champions League appearances now. Kevin McCluskey and. Uh, Obviously, saved a penalty against Feyenoord. That's almost been lost in the midst of the, the two red cards and the, and the fact that we got uh, beat 2-0 that night. But, you know, this season, I think that Joe Hart has... You know, people will disagree with us. I think in terms of his start to the season, he's been as good as he ever has been for Celtic. Potentially, it's for me, he's performing at his absolute best. And I, I think the reason for that, probably a wee bit like Scales... Just do your job. So Scales can clear the ball, win a header, win a tackle, and it's not all about right. I need to then try and play it out from the back. Sometimes it's the old John Smith and he puts the toe through it. And, you know, I think Joe Hart has suffered in the past because we tried to create attacks from the very back of the the back line. And it started with Joe Hart and it went to Carter Vickers and Starfield. And um, he wasn't comfortable, Kevin. You could see it. He was not comfortable with the ball at his feet. He would hesitate. Next thing you know, He's made that mistake. And going back to the point James made about us making mistakes in Europe, I think we make the mistakes. It's just that in European competition, um, you're punished for them, Kevin, as well. But Joe Hart, for me, uh, great to have him back, albeit I thought Scott Bain played his part against Motherwell, two decent saves. Um, I think he's vital tonight, Joe Hart. And, you know, he's still coming under quite a lot of criticism. I don't see it. I think that he's having a really good season for us. I
2: think he started the season really strong. Joe Hart, yeah. Uh, tonight we're going to need to call on, was it 46 games he said he played in the Champions mm. League? We're going to have to call on all that experience tonight as well, as we will for every game in this group, because it's a tough group. Um, and you look at the two that's in front and you go, there's an experience in Europe there. There's Phillips who is finding his way into the team. So Joe Hart needs to be big and strong and guide those two through the games. And I think that's what he's done pretty much every game this season because he's not had a settled back line in front of him. And in every game Joe Hart's played this season, including Livingston, where he gets sent off after half an hour, he's made a big save when it's been nil-nil. Yeah. So in every single game he's done, you know, he's done his job, but he's done it really well. Uh, and that was a criticism of, it, of him at times last season, was that he wasn't doing that. You look at games, like, especially towards the end of the season, the Motherwell game, Celtic Park, they had one shot and goal and they scored from it. And that kind of thing was happening more and more towards the end of the season. So I think it was natural that folks were beginning to doubt him and think, you know, is this him coming towards the end? But this season he's he's come back, he's just doing what a keeper should do. And probably the change in his game has helped him because he's not having to think anymore about, oh, I need to be 30 yards from goal so that when Carter Vickers lays it back, I'm there to start this attack. He's not thinking about anything else other than minding his goal. And that's what Joe Hart is. Joe Hart's always just been a solid goalkeeper. But whenever City tried to make him a, a sweeper-keeper, it never worked. So, yeah, Joe Hart, one of those guys. Just tell him to go out and do his job and he'll do it. Um, hopefully that's not a famous last words. But
0: I think tonight he's a guy that we can hopefully you know, rely on when called upon. Yeah, I mean, we keep banging on about Champions League experience and um, James wrote an article around the the fire near deputants. There was eight, albeit some of them off the bench, of course. You look at right back, Alistair Johnson, he's made one appearance at this level and Greg Taylor's only made the seven. Um, Johnson's got this knack though, James, of every single time there's a, a new challenge and it just kind of ups the stakes. He just steps up to it. I don't think he's, he's looked at a place regardless of what the challenge has been since he came to Celtic. And I mean, I'm going right back to his debut, you know, thrown right in, uh, baptism of fire, you know, and, and he doesn't miss a beat. And I think that's vital because we're we going about experience, uh, James. He looks as experienced as anybody on the part um, against Firenude when, when he made his Champions League debut. But I'm also going to say Joe Hart's come in for some stick, as has Greg Taylor. And Taylor's, for me, is back to his usual, his usual self, dare I say, back to his best. Do you expect that to continue tonight? Yeah, I've
1: been noting on the blog the last few weeks how good Greg Taylor's been. I was one of the quickest to critique him at the start of the season when he wasn't playing at his best. And I'll be one of the quickest to praise him when he is playing well. And I think that's down to what Brendan Rodgers has done. He's had him playing more of an inverted role, which has been benefiting him greatly, it's been benefiting Cal McGregor as well, having someone like Greg Taylor there, to always provide an option whether it be defensive or just a passing option, having those two back at their best is going to be absolutely vital I hear mark McGregor as one of the players I want to see play a bit better tonight, I don't think he had his greatest game against Feyenoord, so we'll be looking for a bit more from him when you touched on Alistair Johnson they're the best players at are the ones that thrive in these big occasions because ultimately those are the games that matter the most there wasn't much worry when Johnson came into the team for his debut at Ibrox against Rangers because just two weeks three weeks earlier he'd been playing in the World Cup he's the sort of player who thrives in these big moments and we saw that again in his Champions League debut against Feyenoord he was probably the strongest in our backline is it safe to say that I think it is he's He's got the real knack for a tackle that really earns you the adulation of the fans. And he's been a real breath of fresh air at Celtic since he's come in. Uh, there's a couple of other players I want to see big performances from tonight. I want to see Rio Hattati playing well. I think when he's at his best, it makes the Celtic team infinitely better. He's got the creativity and he's got the sort of risk-taking passes. I would noted this before the game against finer He's got the risk-taking passes that you need to cut open teams like this, that you need to provide service to get a Maeda in behind, to get a Kyogo in behind, because it's typical of Italian teams. It's a bit stereotypical, actually, that they're always going to be organised defensively in Europe. They're always well set up. So we're going to need a couple of moments of magic from Hattati to carve open this team. And finally, I want to see a bit more from Kyogo. We need them to open his Champions League goal-scoring account. I think it's been four or five games without a goal. And it was a similar amount of games before he got his first Derby goal. I think it was three or four derbies before he opened his account. And what happened after he got his first goal? The floodgates opened. He's had one of the best Derby scoring records in recent years. So I think we just need something similar from him in the Champions League as well. Just the one goal and then the floodgates will open from then on.
0: I hope you're right, James, and I hope tonight is the night. Yeah, big uh, opportunity, I think, for Hatati to start finding his form. Uh, McGregor to just grab the game by the scruff of the neck, as we've seen him doing so often. And as you say, the the talisman, Kyogo, for him to do it at this particular level because the the more games that we play, Kev, the more people will say, you know, there's doubts and all this kind of stuff. We see the quality of Kyogo. Uh, on a weekly basis, we know what he's got and I just want him to break that duck to ram the, the criticism right back down their throats now, Lazio's uh, goalkeeper obviously is the goal-scoring Providel. he was the one that scored against Atletico Madrid, was he know James um, yeah. Lazari um, yeah, he he's a, a goal,
2: and goal, I think
0: I know, we like a 95th-minute winner, or oh, that was an equaliser oh, n- in this case. 97-minute n- ones are the ones that we like. Yes, <laughs> uh, hey, I'll take one tonight. Um, Roman Ioli and Patrick is the two centre-halves, with uh, Luis Alberto, Vicino and Camada in the middle, and Zaccagni, Immobile and Anderson up top. We all know about Immobile. You were writing about him earlier on today, James, talking about the fact that, yeah, he's this prolific striker, you know, Rewind four years ago, we were talking about him going into those two Lazio games. He's a dangerous, dangerous striker. And I know that he had some injury problems last season. So if you look at his his numbers, there may be no up there uh, as vintage performances from him. But that's a striker that we really do um, need to be wary of. Now, Paul reckons that Lazio are a better team than Feyenoord. Well... You know, I think we're in a very tough group. I think every single point that we get will be a prisoner. But tonight, as James quite rightly said, I think tonight is a really good opportunity for us to get a win. Uh, Jerry, doorstop. Have I mentioned that I was at the game with Andrew Innes the last time round at Celtic Park? (laughs) Maybe once or twice, yes. One of my favourite bands of all time, Primal Scream, Andrew Innes, uh, was at that game. And it was a surreal moment celebrating the winner by... Just jumped about like a lunatic with uh, the guitarist from Primal Scream. Yeah, hopefully he's tuning in to the game tonight. John Sweeney, I'd rather we took our time with Carter Vickers and not rush him back and we will need him for the Hearts and Hibs away games. Yeah, you certainly don't want him to uh, pull up too soon when he comes into the back into the team. Bohid Bob, let's go into this game. Uh, eyes wide open and note that the mighty Lazio are 16th in their league. Yeah, they are, but um, in terms of that, Kevin, and we can talk about one-off games and form going out the window and lack of experience and us making the same mistakes again. I don't think we're going to be doing that under Brendan Rodgers this time round. I think there's going to be periods of tonight's game that people might say nothing much has happened, but that will suit Brendan. I think his game plan is to soak it up and um, stop them from operating. And then in the second half, we might come into our own. I-, I won't be concerned if we're not creating chance after chance after chance as we got used to doing under Ange Posterkoglu.
2: Yeah, uh, you're playing against an Italian side who, you know, James mentioned it, the stereotypical view of Italian teams is that they're well-organised and stubborn and stodgy at the back and you can't break them down. Sarri's teams are a little bit different because I think they like to press a bit higher up the field and maybe will leave space in behind. But, yeah, the way Rodgers plays, he's not going to help for leather in this game, I don't think. I'd been super critical of him before in his first time at the club when I thought he maybe was a bit naive with how he played the games in Europe when he was trying to play the same way against Barcelona and PSG mm-hmm. as he was against Partick Thistle. I think he's a, he's a different manager now. He's he's had his run in Europe with Leicester but he got into a semi-final. He knows how to play these games. I think it could be one of those games that it's not going it to, might not be one for the purists at times. There might be times when it's dull and boring and nothing happens and the game gets lost in the midfield, but that could suit us because I think the longer the game goes on, we'll grow into it. The game plan will start to work. We'll look at the bench and you'll go somebody like Palmer could come on, forest with the experience, oh, to offer something different up front. Um, yeah, I've, I've got right now, right, I've talked myself back into having the confidence again that we can go and, and take this game to Lazio and give them a game. It won't be easy. It doesn't matter that they're 16th in the league. It's, they're a strong team. As I'd said before, £27 million worth of summer signings on the bench up front. That's what you're up against. But it's Celtic. It's Celtic Park underneath the lights. And a big European night. We've had these special nights in the past and this can just be another one. And if it is... Uh, it gives us a decent chance actually confidence that he can get a third place in this group so this is a massive game
0: Brendan knows that and he'll have a game plan designed to, to get us the win Around. I love the positivity I'm getting from you here tonight, Kevin. Let's go to the action. Celtic versus Lazio is our first home game um, in the Champions League since Brennan Rogers came back to the club. Uh, thank you every single one of you for getting involved in the chat. And thank you to James McKenzie and Kevin McCluskey. Join us at halftime for our analysis of that first half. And thank you for joining us on a Celtic State of Mind. Network.